Chapter thirty two of At the Back of the North Wind. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. At the Back of the North Wind by George MacDonald. Chapter thirty two Diamond and Ruby. It was Friday night, and Diamond, like the rest of the household, had had very little to eat that day. The mother would always pay the week's rent before she laid out anything, even on food his father had been very gloomy so gloomy that he had actually been cross to his wife it is a strange thing how the pain of seeing the suffering of those we love will sometimes make us add to their suffering by being cross with them this comes of not having faith enough in god and shows how necessary this faith is for when we lose it we lose even the kindness which alone can soothe the suffering diamond in consequence had gone to bed very quiet and thoughtful a little troubled indeed it had been a very stormy winter and even now that the spring had come the north wind often blew when diamond went to his bed which was in a tiny room in the roof he heard it like the sea moaning and when he fell asleep he still heard the moaning all at once he said to himself am i awake or am i asleep but he had no time to answer the question for there was north wind calling him his heart beat very fast it was such a long time since he had heard that voice he jumped out of bed and looked everywhere but could not see her diamond come here she said again and again but where the here was he could not tell to be sure the room was all but quite dark and she might be close beside him dear north wind said diamond i want so much to go to you but i can't tell where come here diamond was all her answer diamond opened the door and went out of the room and down the stair and into the yard his little heart was in a flutter for he had long given up all thought of seeing her again neither now was he to see her when he got out a great puff of wind came against him and in obedience to it he turned his back and went as it blew it blew him right up to the stable door and went on blowing she wants me to go into the stable said diamond to himself but the door is locked he knew where the key was in a certain hole in the wall far too high for him to get at he ran to the place however just as he reached it there came a wild blast and down fell the key clanging on the stones at his feet he picked it up and ran back and opened the stable door and went in and what do you think he saw a little light came through the dusty window from a gas lamp sufficient to show him diamond and ruby with their two heads up looking at each other across the partition of their stalls the light showed the white mark on diamond's forehead but ruby's eye shone so bright that he thought more light came out of it than went in this is what he saw but what do you think he heard he heard the two horses talking to each other in a strange language which yet somehow or other he could understand and turn over in his mind in english the first words he heard were from diamond who apparently had been already quarrelling with ruby look how fat you are ruby said old diamond you are so plump and your skin shines so you ought to be ashamed of yourself there's no harm in being fat said ruby in a deprecating tone 
no nor in being sleek i may as well shine as not no harm retorted diamond is it no harm to go eating up all poor master's oats and taking up so much of his time grooming you when you only work six hours no not six hours a day and as i hear get along no faster than a big dray horse with two tons behind him so they tell me your master's not mine said ruby i must attend to my own master's interests and eat all that is given me and be sleek and fat as i can and go no faster than i need now really if the rest of the horses weren't all asleep poor things they work till they're tired i do believe they would get up and kick you out of the stable you make me ashamed of being a horse you dare to say my master ain't your master that's your gratitude for the way he feeds you and spares you pray where would your carcass be if it weren't for him he doesn't do it for my sake if i were his own horse he would work me as hard as he does you and i'm proud to be so worked i wouldn't be as fat as you not for all your worth you're a disgrace to the stable look at the horse next to you he's something like a horse all skin and bone and his master ain't over kind to him either he put a stinging lash on his whip last week but that old horse knows he's got the wife and children to keep as well as his drunken master and he works like a horse i dare say he grudges his master the beer he drinks but i don't believe he grudges anything else well i don't grudge yours what he gets by me said ruby gets retorted diamond what he gets isn't worth grudging it comes next to nothing what with your fat and shine well at least you ought to be thankful you're the better for it you get a two hours rest a day out of it i thank my master for that not you you lazy fellow you go along like a buttock of beef upon casters you do ain't you afraid i'll kick if you go on like that diamond kick you couldn't kick if you tried you might heave your rump up half a foot but for lashing out ho oh, ho if you did you'd be down on your belly before you could get your legs under you again it's my belief once out they'd stick out forever talk of kicking why don't you put one foot before the other now and then when you're in the cab the abuse master gets for your sake is quite shameful no decent horse would bring it on him depend upon it ruby no cabman likes to be abused any more than his fare but his fares at least when you are between the shafts are very much to be excused indeed they are well you see diamond i don't want to go lame again i don't believe you were so very lame after all there oh but i was then i believe it was all your own fault i'm not lame i never was lame in all my life you don't take care of your legs you never lay them down at night there you are with your huge carcass crushing down your poor legs all night long you don't even care for your own legs 
so long as you can eat eat and sleep sleep you a horse indeed but i tell you i was lame i'm not denying there was a puffy look about your off pastern but my belief is it wasn't even grease it was fat i tell you i put my foot on one of those horrid stones they make the roads with and it gave my ankle such a twist ankle indeed why should you ape your betters horses ain't got any ankles they're only pasterns and so long as you don't lift your feet better but fall asleep between every step you'll run a good chance of laming all your ankles as you call them one after another it's not your lively horse that comes to grief in that way i tell you i believe it wasn't much and if it was it was your own fault there i've done i'm going to sleep i'll try to think as well of you as i can if you would but step out a bit and run off a little of your fat here diamond began to double up his knees but ruby spoke again and as young diamond thought in a rather different tone i say diamond i can't bear to have an honest old horse like you think of me like that i will tell you the truth it was my own fault that i fell lame i told you so returned the other tumbling against the partition as he rolled over on his side to give his legs every possible privilege in the narrow circumstances i meant to do it diamond at the words the old horse arose with a scramble like thunder shot his angry head and glaring eye over into ruby's stall and said keep out of my way you unworthy wretch or i'll bite you you a horse why did you do that because i wanted to grow fat you grease-tub oh my teeth and tail i thought you were a humbug why did you want to get fat there's no truth to be got out of you but by cross-questioning you ain't fit to be a horse because once i am fat my nature is to keep fat for a long time and i didn't know when master might come home and want to see me you conceited good-for-nothing brute you're only fit for the knacker's yard you wanted to look handsome did you hold your tongue or i'll break my halter and be at you with your handsome fat never mind diamond you're a good horse you can't hurt me can't hurt you just let me once try no you can't why then because i'm an angel what's that of course you don't know indeed i don't i know you don't an ignorant rude old human horse like you couldn't know it but there's young diamond listening to all we're saying and he knows well enough there are horses in heaven for angels to ride upon as well as other animals lions and eagles and bulls in more important situations the horses the angels ride must be angel horses else the angels couldn't ride upon them well i'm one of them you ain't did you ever know a horse tell a lie never before but you've confessed to shamming lame nothing of the sort it was necessary i should grow fat and necessary that good joseph your master should grow lean 
i could have pretended to be lame but that no horse least of all an angel horse would do so i must be lame and so i sprained my ankle for the angel horses have ankles they don't talk horse slang up there and it hurt me very much i assure you diamond though you mayn't be good enough to be able to believe it old diamond made no reply he had lain down again and a sleepy snort very like a snore revealed that if he was not already asleep he was past understanding a word that ruby was saying when young diamond found this he thought he might venture to take up the dropped shuttlecock of the conversation i'm good enough to believe it ruby he said but ruby never turned his head or took any notice of him i suppose he did not understand more of english than just what the coachman and stableman were in the habit of addressing him with finding however that his companion made no reply he shot his head over the partition and looking down at him said you just wait till to-morrow and you'll see whether i'm speaking the truth or not i declare the old horse is fast asleep diamond no i won't ruby turned away and began pulling at his hay-rack in silence diamond gave a shiver and looking round saw that the door of the stable was open he began to feel as if he had been dreaming and after a glance about the stable to see if north wind was anywhere visible he thought he had better go back to bed End of chapter thirty two recording by Maricel Quee